Hey, thanks so much for downloading the show today. On this episode, we're talking about our pets and the inevitable ending of those pets. Also, Paula's world, we had some blood work done and we talk a little bit of celeb news. All of this, plus your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Fuck you guys. I made an appointment. Paula. That's some pretty crazy oral. I'm just saying. Uncensored as always. It's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to the ugly truth. Episode 284. Welcome to the truth, everyone. I'm Jamie with my sister Paula. <laughs> the truth. I don't know. That's what Daryl says. He goes, "Welcome to the truth," and I'm like, "Well, it is the truth, I suppose." Make it sound like it's some sort of Christian show. I know. That's what I thought too. I don't like it. I, I mean, it's. I don't know. It sounds. I don't know. Maybe no one else thinks that way but us. Anyway, welcome to the Ugly Truth Podcast. Two sisters. Okay, so I have. Like you, I have two dogs, two cats, and a fish. Most of them are old. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Isabel is the youngest, and I think she's like four or five. Everybody else is like 10. Well, Bodega, our husky, is eight. And Sunny Boy, my Sheltie, is tw- 11 or 12. Okay. He's old. He's the oldest one we have. Well, Angelica's pretty old, too. She's like 10 or 11. So Sunny is a senior dog, and the thing with Shelties is that they're super duper healthy until they're not. And then suddenly they're no longer healthy. It's weird how Shelties are. It's like they're kind of like cats where cats seem to be fine. They move along and then the next day they can't walk and they're dying. It's that quick. So Sunny is going to the vet today. And I'm not concerned. This is my third Sheltie. So I'm not, I kind of know how these dogs are. But I noticed his first great, you know, he went blind about six months ago, mm-hmm. which is very, which is very common in Shelties. They go blind. I am a bad pet owner. I am not going to spend the $3,000 to remove the cataracts. I know it's a terrible thing, but I just don't want to do that. And it's for more than that, though. I mean, I, I think at some point the dogs have to endure those procedures. <laughs> it's not exactly painless. And I just feel like if he's doing okay just blind, I'm kind of just going to let it go, especially when they're... He's not in pain or anything like no, that. No, he's not. And, you know, he, the his eyesight has gotten... I think he's really, really blind now. It's been about a month. He's running into stuff mm. where he didn't before. I think he could see some shadows. I think it's kind of upped a bit. Anyway, I was grooming him yesterday because it's summer now. It was 103, just like that. And so I'm grooming all the undercoat off of him and... I noticed that he has a little spot on his gum line that is not pink. Hmm. And I went, oh, shit. You know, I'm like, how did I not see this? Because I checked their mouths and stuff to make sure they're pink and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think this came out of like, I think this came out quickly. It happened very fast. Last week, I noticed the tooth where that gray area was looked loose. Mm -hmm. And I went, well, I mean, he is 11. So, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if he, you know, bit something funny and it came loose it'll fall out on its own i'm not worried about it well now there's a little gray area where that tooth was so either the tooth fell out and there's an infection or he has a gum issue whatever 
So I'm thinking, oh, man. So he's going to the vet today to get it checked out. The problem with gum things and dogs with periodontal stuff is it's really expensive. Oh. So, I, and the thing is, if you don't fix it, it gets you can't not do something. You have to treat it. So usually it means a cleaning. And the thing is, is that they do have to anesthetize them a bit. So it's like he's old. He could potentially not make it. Oh. So I'm a little stressed. Because I don't really want him to be in any kind of pain. And you can't have nothing rotten on you ever. So I have to deal with it. But I'm a little worried because this is the kind of the beginning of the end with this dog. And I'm kind of stressed about it because although I've always been prepared, I'm always prepared for the life of a pet to go, you know, to end. Right. I'm okay with it. I've said goodbye to many. It's always sad. You, They're always special. But it's this part where you start to bargain and you start to go, well, if we do this, then, you know, we'll prolong the inevitable for this ho- for however long this is. Mm-hmm. The problem with animals, it's not like people. It doesn't necessarily prolong the inevitable. If they're done, they're done. And that's the thing with pets is, or animals that you care for is that you can do all the stuff, but sometimes it's just it does not matter. You know, when dogs get chemo and stuff like that, I don't understand it. I know that people do it because they just simply can't fathom the idea of their dog dying quickly. Right. And so they'll they'll put they'll do the chemo, they'll do the dialysis or whatever. I mean, weren't you was it you or Stephanie who had the cat who had dialysis? I think that was Stephanie's cat. It did not prolong the inevitable. That that cat died within a month. Yeah, that was the cat that was like diabetic and they had to do the insulin shots like four times a day. And yeah. And I, hey, listen, if you're one of those pet people, if you're one of those pet parents who does Herculean effort, I I totally get you because we all go through it. I remember uh, we had a cat that Tyler had adopted and he was in renal failure, essentially. And the vet said, well, I mean, we can do all of this stuff. It's going to be about three thousand dollars. And there's no guarantees. And Tyler, who is a kid, you know, essentially, he even knew. First of all, it's painful for the animal. That's the thing. Right. And Daryl and I, who are, we told Tyler, we're like, we'll do it. We'll pay for it. Which, in when you're watching that happen, you're like, take my credit card. Right. You want to save, save it. You don't want anything to die. No one does. But the reality is the vet's like, look, we'll do it. But, you know. Let's be humane about this, okay? Yes, there's an option, because we would never just say, forget it. We'll give you the option, but the cat is suffering, and it's a painful procedure, and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'd rather grieve than have the cat suffer, and Tyler's just like me, and he he did the same thing. So I'm psychologically preparing myself for the vet visit today to hear all of the things, because, you know... It's just like with anything, you take a pet in and, they, and you're just in there for to get to get their rabies shots. And they go, OK, so there's these are the 20 things that are wrong with your dog. You right. know, I don't know. He seems pretty happy and healthy to me, with the exception of this little gum thing. So, yeah. But I mean, he, you know, it is what it is. So if, if there is yeah. something wrong, you know, I'm sure they're going to want you to do the labs and all that stuff. And yeah. so and, you know, they'll show you the heartworm. <laughs> 
little uh what in is the it vial. the little mannequin or whatever that thing is go, this is the yeah i know they'll do it but uh um, this is what happened when an infected flea gets into your, their hearts or something like yes. that and i'm just like well we do the flea treatments every month well that's just just saying Sometimes you don't know and i'm just like stop upselling the heartworm stuff they, they upsell everything they do so it's well it's true. a business you yes, know of course they don't make their money on rabies shots no they don't but i know how these dogs are and i know that if he gets through the winter this coming winter the next eight months then you know he might last but you know i've never had a sheltie last past 14 and he's 12 Mm -hmm. i hope that we have him for at least another two years that would be awesome he's a very well cared for animal so unless his body betrays him in some way Mm -hmm. uh, i think we're good but I don't know. Do you ever get worried when you take your cat or dog in and that they're going to lecture you about neglect like you didn't do this or that? Like, if he had come in here a year earlier, we wouldn't have this problem. Um, not Do they ever do really. that to you? No, I think the only thing I worry about is, is that, you know, we're usually taking them in for some sort of problem. It's usually Bo because yeah. he's just the overweight hip dysplasia one. Mm. You know, we're the we give him Benadryl and then we give him, you know, like dog aspirin and all these things. And so but we start to worry because, you know, it's harder and harder for him to get up and like, you know, and he's walking down the hallway to go to the bathroom and stuff like that. And so we start to worry because you just it's hard to fathom life without them. You know, it is. It really is. I've always maintained that the second an animal can't walk Mm -hmm. or poops on itself, it's time to make a call because it's cruel and they're not happy and they can't possibly feel good. Right. And like, you know, I've retold this story many times about when our very first long term cat, Arthur, he was, gosh, 15 and he one day just suddenly couldn't walk. Yeah. And I mean, remember you and I went shopping for cat wheelchairs? We were. Yeah. I wasn't. I was in complete and total denial that the cat was dying. And we've actually switched vets since, but they didn't do me any service by not telling me the cat was actively dying and they should have just told me, you know? Right. They were like, well, you can take it to Davis and pay $3,000 to have it do, you know, they can do a, a an ultrasound on his spine to see if there's anything you can do. And I'm like, don't do that because it's like, if you're telling me there's an option, but it's like thousands of dollars, come on. I have children. This is not necessarily an option for me (laughs) you know i hate that i go this cat i pay ten dollars for this cat at the pound we've had it for 15 years i'm not making it endure ridiculously expensive tests to find out it's dying that's crazy right i just i don't like that part of vet medicine where they go well if you want to spend ten thousand dollars we can save it it's like, come on, don't tell me there's a price tag to save this creature right. who we're emotionally attached to. I don't like that part of it. It's not a human. You know, if a human has cancer and you go, well, for $10,000, we can do this or that, you go, done. It's a human. Right. But when it's an animal, I, I know that people consider their animals children and we humanize our, our pets because, you know, we have an emotional attachment. I get it. But it's not a human. And so... Don't I don't like that they talk to people like that, knowing that there are there's a segment of society who will absolutely plunk down 
the $10,000 and not think a thing of it. Right. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's a little advantageous. Yeah, totally it is. I don't know. Although I saw someone have surgery performed on their goldfish once and so. Really? (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. They took their fish in and they performed surgery on it and it saved it and it probably lived another year. (laughs) So whatever, you know. That's bizarre. Maybe I'm just heartless. No, you're Maybe not. You're just realistic. And you also yeah. have a healthy understanding of, you know, not the pecking order, but, no. you know, animals and their their mortality. You know, they, they don't live as long as people. Right. And, right. you know, and you've had the same breed of dog and you know the their lifespan for the most part Mm -hmm. and you know that when things start to go downhill it pretty much means this the scales have tipped and (laughs) it's you know it's and you're not going to invest a ton of money in something like especially in an animal that's probably ultimately going to be in pain and you know all these things and you know you just have to make a decision for them i mean the we're getting to a society where people are able to make those decisions for themselves yeah that's true so it's it's not you know animal we've been able to do that to animals for so long yeah well i also feel like it's a response the responsibility of the the person who's caring for the animal to know when it's time right they they, animals will ultimately die but do you you know we have the luxury of making sure they don't suffer Mm -hmm. or they're going to you know some some just die in their sleep and it's great but like our mom's dog who had a collapsed trachea you know that's not something i mean a dog will ultimately die from that but but now we have the privilege of making sure they don't suffer that long arduous process of suffocating to death that's terrible we could put them down before that gets to that point you know right i mean i worry about my animals because they're they're older too toby our cat he's gonna be 14 this year yeah well luckily i mean cats if they're a hardy if they're hardy and you never know especially if you get a rescue or something like that um those things can live to be 20 25 yeah years old i mean they can live a long time and you know really i think angelica our our senior cat she's gonna live forever man that thing's never gonna die (laughs) she just is never ever going to struggle she'll just wait we'll just wake up and she'll be asleep forever you know what i mean yeah yeah toby doesn't really have any i mean he's got his quirks but i mean there's health wise there's nothing wrong with him do you know that there are there are specific doctors who only work on animal eyes Really? There's like animal ophthalmologists. It's bizarre. Well, I think cataracts are a real thing. And so you can go and they specialize just in that. I wish it wasn't so pricey because I did consider, well, Malia, she's like, Mama, let's just do one eye. Let's just do one of his eyes. And I'm thinking about it. But it'll just see, I'll see how the vet goes today. And if she's like, you know, yeah, this is one of those things you could just have it be done with it. I'd be like, well, maybe I'll do it. Oh, no. Fully expect that they're going to pull like seven of his teeth. (laughs) You know, that's how it goes. I hope not. His teeth look good. I looked at them yesterday. He definitely could use a toothbrushing. We give them greenies, but it's not working. So he's going to need a tooth cleaning for sure. 
seems like every time mom took her dogs to the dentist for like one bad tooth, they came home and they pulled like eight. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we had three. Maxie had three teeth pulled today. And I'm yeah. just like, are you kidding me? I'm like, she went in That's for one. Yeah. Or she went in for a cleaning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, they just did it. It's like, okay. But I think it's actually gum disease is actually fa- fairly common in dogs when they're old. It's just one of those things. Yeah, so it is. You can get them. Te- you can get their teeth cleaned as much as you want. It ain't gonna matter. So anyway, hopefully everything will work out. I'll tell you, obviously. Yes. But speaking of uh, medical, it looks to me like you had to get some lab work done. I did. So I'm on some medications that could elevate certain blood levels and also one that could affect the kidneys. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and get a blood draw done. And so one of the ones is, hold on a second. Okay, I feel like the Princess Bride, where there's that guy in the the uh, um, the torture chamber, where he's just like, "Don't even think about," and then he's like, <laughs> "Don't even Don't think even about, baby." <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, so um, I, I had to do guy. a fasting blood test, but then one of the medications I had to do um, a blood draw exactly 12 hours after I took the medication. All right. And so that one was a little tricky because if you've ever gone to get blood drawn, it could either be really dead in there and you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I get my blood drawn or it could be like jam packed and oh, I hate that. you're not going to get it drawn on like the 12th hour. Mm. And so I went to the website because I'm like, well, I know this place lets you make appointments. Nice. I made an appointment for 915 and then I took my pill at 915. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good. I know exactly when I get it done. So I walk into the place next morning. There's like 50 people in there. And so I'm just like, oh, crap. I'm like, even though I made an appointment, I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to like get stuck. And there is nothing like the crowd at a lab by the way. Because yeah. they all want to get their blood drawn, you know, and everybody in there had been fasting too. So there's nothing but a bunch of starving people who, you know, want to get their blood drawn. And it's either pregnant women or older men who are there. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. And then there was a couple people in wheelchairs, you know. Of course. That, of course there is. That had, you know, person that brought them in and so Mm -hmm. I walk in and I sit down and it's it's like 60 degrees in there and I have it it was going to be 100 degrees that day so I was wearing like itty bitty shorts and a tank top (laughs) and so I'm like well this is going to you know suck and so I walk in and I sit down and the chair I sit down and it is warm and so I'm just like oh god I'm like somebody was just here it's like a warm toilet seat in public it was just gross. gross and so I'm looking down and then um, they're just like, Paula Todd, appointment for 9.15. And I'm just like, oh, awesome. And so I go up and she just takes my paperwork and um, she's like, all right, we'll sit back down and the person will call you back. And so I sat back down. And I'm like, dang, I thought I was going to get called back. Yeah. And then like not even 30 seconds later, she's like, Paula Todd. And so oh, they take God. me back. And of course, everyone was like glaring at me. Because <laughs> you had the fortitude to make an appointment. Because I, yeah, really. And it's like at the DMV. It's like, fuck you guys. I made an appointment. 
So I got my blood drawn. And when she stuck the needle in, I, I didn't even feel anything. <gasps> I love those. Really good. The phlebotomists that can do that are saints. I There's one at the lab that we go to because now we have to go every year for blood work and stuff because we're old. And so I get my blood work done. And the dude that's there, he did it. And I said, oh, my God. I said, you are brilliant. He goes, oh, well, thank you. I go, you should work in a hospital. He goes, well... I did work in a hospital, but I was sick of waking up small children to take their blood. Aww. It really, it makes you, it hurts you after a while. You just, you feel, you feel like a bad person. And whenever they see you, they cry Aww. because they know what you're going to do. Even if you're painless, you're still putting a needle in someone's body. And kids have a thing about watching people, watching, like, isn't it weird how sometimes kids don't like to see their pee or their poop get flushed? They don't like blood coming out. It's theirs. They don't want to give it away. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing. So when you're at a hospital and they see their blood going into a vial, they get very upset. Wow. And they don't like it. That's Yeah, weird. even if it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's it's a phase that kids go through. It's I, probably I, a control thing because they're in a hospital yeah. and nothing they can do. They don't have any control over anything. And you're taking something of theirs. Right. I, I can't remember which one of mine. They hated flushing the toilet. They hated seeing their poop go away. It was the weirdest thing. Well, mine just both allegedly forget. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I'm Still? sick and tired of watching both of you leave your crap in the toilet. Still, they don't? Well, I mean, maybe it's not. I know Ryan has a problem with it. See? They don't want it to go away. I don't know. Well, It's it a weird thing. To. It's a very weird thing. I think they're just in there so long messing around on their phones that they forgot they forget. that they didn't. I, I how can you not forget with that smell? I just I don't. Know. I can't. I can't flush it fast enough. You know how the boys are. I do. I, I mean, really they're do. in they're there gross. for like thirty minutes, and I'm just like, I am in there in less in than and less than like three minutes. Why are why is that a it's a that's a male thing, right? Where they go in and they're just in there. You're like, what the hell can you possibly be doing in there for 45 minutes? What are you, unloading your large intestine? <laughs> yeah. God. And if it's too big, you want to measure it? Like what? what like you're so do. proud? I mean, I know guys that take pictures of them. That's disgusting. They do. They're not married. They're impressed by it. That's disgusting. That is gross. I know. That, they, they were not raised right. <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> That's <How> inappropriate. <laughs> that is just I forgot awful. where you said that to the kid. Oh, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> when Olivia set up her tablet yes. on the stairs and Daryl was uh, blowing up He's the mattress. setting up her bed. And you walked past and you're like, are you filming? Don't film like that. That's inappropriate. Because <laughs> yeah, I was in the shot. Yeah. I'm like, delete that immediately. So anyways. Oh but anyway, so you got your blood drawn and it was painless. Thank God. Yes, it was absolutely painless. And then um, so I just got my results and uh, now I have to make some decisions. I don't have I don't have <laughs> cancer or anything like that. No, so. no, no. It's it's all about it's it's that cholesterol. Yes. It's the so. worst. But you know what? It's better to know than not know. You know, when people don't know, that's when they have a heart attack. I have a friend who is 38 years old and he got his blood work done and they had to do a procedure to, to check out his heart. 
Yeah. So they went in through the femoral. They, I don't remember the name of the procedure, but they went in there and they said that he probably had a heart attack at some point in oh the last couple God. of years. So now he has to, you know, he's completely altering his diet. He's got a, I think he's a beer drinker. Oh, okay. And so that's got to stop. Uh, or, you know, I mean, like producer Dub, his intake of beer has gone down from like he I, I've seen him drink three in a day, which I know isn't a lot for some people, but for him it is to one a week because of his cholesterol. It's it's a dude thing. I mean, I mean, women, women get it, too. I mean, the number one killer of women is heart disease. Wow. So I'm, I'm just glad that you that you got it. It's always better to know than not know because you don't want to find out when you're having a heart attack that your cholesterol is through the roof and you could have done something about it. Right. So, and even though yours is medically induced, yours is not lifestyle induced, but um, still it's good to know. And now you can, like you said, you have some decisions to make. Right. Got to so figure out, figure out a game plan. So, and you know, the thing is, is that our, you know, our mom has, she, I don't think she does now. I think she's made the adjustments, but she had a cholesterol issue. Oh, and dad was horrible. Yeah. He was on Lipitor for years. Yeah, but he's evil. So he's going to live to be a hundred. So <sighs> I know. it's not going to matter. He can eat whatever. He can have sal- a chub of salami every day and wash it down with a Dr. Pepper and he will live. It's probably not true. Die. It's probably true. He'll the eat. rest of us will waste he away. He eats like the hostess ho-hos and Twinkies Ugh. and cupcakes and... Fast food. <laughs> and he's not even fat. Not really. I hate that. I hate people like that. They can eat whatever they want and they're thin. He's top heavy and got chicken legs. Well, he's Mexican. That's what they all look like when they're old. <laughs> Ever looked at an old Mexican man? They all look like that. They all look like that. I look like a Mexican man then. oh so did you see um the have you seen the trailer for the new remake of the star is born no i haven't lady gaga okay i tagged you in the in it um i said i want to go see it i thought it was just a poster i didn't realize it was the trailer well no i i don't know maybe it was just the poster but anyway it's obviously chris christopherson and barbara streisand did uh, a remake of a star is born which is another remake of a, an original from like the 30s with Judy Garland. But anyway, the one we lo- know and love is the one with Barbara Streisand. Right. All the songs and stuff. The only thing that I'm kind of bummed about is they're not using any of the songs from the Barbara Streisand version. What? They're They're all new songs. No way. I know. And I'm like, maybe could Lady Gaga just sing maybe Evergreen at least? Something? Could she at least sing that one? Because I think she's a great singer, and I would love to hear her sing a Barbra Streisand song. I think she could she could definitely pull it off. I didn't know Bradley Cooper could sing. Well, he's got a pretty good voice. I mean, he does Rocket in all the Guardians movies. And, well, you know what? He can just do anything. He can, <laughs> he can do anything. He's so freaking cute. I swear to God. We'll just, just stare at him and probably not even notice look at that him. his voice sucks. Who cares? He's just so cute. But anyway, he's directing this film as well as starring in it. And this is the movie that Beyonce was initially scheduled to do. Oh. And then she kept getting pregnant, so she ultimately dropped out. Oh. She couldn't do it. And so Lady Gaga came in and did it. And I, I'm super stoked about it. I can't wait. I like both of these people. And, you know, the thing is, is that how good of an actor do you really need to be in a film like this? It's mostly about the singing portion. Right. And the performing and all of that. And so I'm looking forward to that. And Bradley Cooper looks great with long hair and a beard. I'm like all in. I am all (laughs) in. And she looks great. She looks so good. Well, she's a good actress. 
That's what I hear. I did not watch Horror Story when she was in it. I watched it a little bit, but I, I don't remember but being wowed by But she got an award thing. before it. Um, she got a oh, yeah. SAG award, I think. She did. You're right. She did. That's when, so, <laughs> when her butt hit Leonardo DiCaprio and he <laughs> gave that look like, ew. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. She ass-checked him. Oh, so speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so you know who Tiffany Haddish is, right? No. Okay, Tiff, you do know. Uh, she's a comedian. She does, let me see. She was on. She was in Girl Trip, which I know you didn't see. I did. It's hilarious. Oh, shit. Well, anyway, she's the next big thing. She's a big up-and-comer. Okay, okay. And she's she's everywhere right now. So she was at a some big party where Leo DiCaprio was there. And she walked right up to him and she said, hey, I want to have sex with you or something. Like she literally just straight up propositioned him. Mm-hmm. I've got to find it. I've got to find it. Hold on. I got to read it because it was in an interview she did. She's on the cover of oh, Hollywood here it Reporter. Is. Tiffany Haddish reveals the bizarre way she asked Leonardo DiCaprio to sleep with her. Yeah. Can you read it? Yeah. Hold on. Do you on. have the quote? I asked him. <laughs> okay. I asked him go. if he'd let me hit that. He's like, Tiffany, you're so funny. I'm like, I'm serious. And then he goes, <laughs> I mean, I do it. But I was like, come on. Wasn't you in a squad? <laughs> the Coochie Squad or something. She said, referencing the P-Posse. Yeah, he was in some, He was in a group called the Pussy Posse. Oh, that DiCaprio was famously a part of with friends Toby Maguire and Kevin Connolly. She then revealed she had a very specific request for the Titanic actor. I told him my only stipulation, I want to do it with you as your character in what's eating Gilbert Grape. (laughs) (laughs) The comedian continued. He starts busting up laughing why he asked. And I say, because I feel like that performance deserves a real reward. And that reward is gestures at her own body. (laughs) I would laugh so hard if someone said that to me. I'd be I would almost be like, okay. (laughs) I know. How do you say no? I know. But at least she had the balls to walk up to him. She's like, what? I hear you fuck anything. Come on. That is hilarious. (sighs) <sighs> so brave <laughs> so uh, jamie fox is being sued or something for slapping his penis on a woman it's also known as the mushroom stamp yeah why would you ever report that why do i know that <laughs> no no i no, i knew what that i knew what it was oh, okay. but i'm like why why would you ever tell someone you were offended by that if you were looking at his penis think there have been some steps prior to that Right? It's not like he just walked up to someone, pulled down his underwear, and smacked them with a penis. Well, she's probably trying to get in with all these sex crimes or... Yeah, and first of all, he's denying it. Well, he should be if he's supposed to be with Katie Holmes, but... Well, I think he... Well, this happened like 15 years ago. (laughs) And I'm thinking, look, it's memorable. If Jamie Foxx smacks you with his penis you don't forget but why would you say i would be like that was it was so hot you know we were doing whatever and getting crazy it's so big it just like slapped my inner thigh i'd be like i would be telling that story at parties unless it smacked you in the face 
but that's some pretty crazy oral i'm just saying well i mean but it's you know there are some steps to get to that level before you you know before that happens it's not like she just walked in off the street and suddenly he ran up to her and like whack right instead of a handshake he's just like smack (laughs) yeah you know so to me it's like okay i get it and you know maybe he wants to deny that he ever even got to that level with this person which is fine. I don't talk about all my conquests either. I'm ashamed of a few. But it's like, why would you go public with something that in in any other circumstance, you would be like, you guys, he's so big and he, he could actually slap me with it. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that's a dumb thing to tell on someone. I don't know. To me, it's like, why would you? I, I would. It's a story to tell it bachelorette parties or at a it's a timing thing yeah oh i know i know but i i don't (laughs) i just don't get it i don't get it i'm like i i have you are you were you not turned on by it or something or what i i don't understand how you're trying to classify this as something that happened literally 15 years ago and now suddenly you're like i've been violated by a mushroom stamp (laughs) you know it's like come on on that's funny that is if it was funny. so terrible you should have said something then and i'm not saying that for all of them i'm just saying this specifically you know come on knock it off right knock it off with your stupid self i read an article the other day somebody had the balls to say that grease 2 is better than the original who said that it was some writer what they were basically trying to say is grease 2 gets a lot of crap for being a bad movie and it's really not so bad and i'm like well yeah i agree I mean, I love Grease, too. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Up there with Grease, of course. But uh, I'm, they're not even in the same category, though. That's No, the, they're completely the different. Yeah, the only similarities are that there are pink ladies and T-birds. <laughs> That's it. And singing. But other than yeah. that, I mean, it's completely different. It's just, you know, Grease is, you know, classic. And yes. Grease, too, is more like cult classic. Yeah, it's campy. I mean, can you imagine uh, Sandy and Danny bowling? No. No. Never. Never. So it's not the same. Oh, well, I guess uh, what's-her-face is in it. She's the tie. The tie-in. Oh, Uh, Frenchie. Frenchie. They call me Frenchie because I do this, and she showed her little (laughs) cigarette thing. (laughs) They're like, yeah. That's not the only reason why they call you Frenchie. Shut up! (laughs) I love those movies. They are good. I love it. But anyway, I'm thinking, well, yeah, Grease 2 is awesome. First of all, I loved Michelle Pfeiffer. And I love the talent show. I loved their talent show. I thought <laughs> it, it was, was the best. Good. It was good. No more secret. Rendezvous. <laughs> and then, of course, you and I, actually, all of our, all of us sisters, whenever we watch the end, when um, when Michael can't dance and walk at the same time and so he looks at the camera offsite because he doesn't know what he's doing well he's wearing those leather pants and <laughs> he they're doing like knee kicks or whatever when they're walking yes. he and looks off to the camera line. and then he comes back and he's got a big smile on his face <laughs> yes because like oh i'm really yeah that was unbelievable you know when he that guy that played that uh, michael carrington yeah he married someone like 40 years his senior And they're still together. Yeah, he was like 30 when he met her, and they got married like immediately. He had a really shitty childhood. His stepdad was an asshole. Wow. He ended up leaving home at like 16, and he started acting in theater, and he ended up being an exotic dancer in England. And then he came to L.A., and he like immediately booked Grease 2. 
Well, he was really good looking. He still is. Yeah. He still is. I've seen, I think he's losing his hair a little bit though. Well, he might be. He's old. Yeah, he's older. Anyway, yeah, he's still married to his wife who's like 80 years old now. Wow. And they're like full on in love. Like he loves her to death, which I think is sweet. That is sweet. I'm glad he, I'm glad he met someone that, you know, and that early on. But anyway, okay. So we should probably go into our ugly and awkward moments, but I want it to be sponsored by lipandclip.com. Now, I talked about this last week with Daryl when he was on the show, and I like to purchase the newest Avon products that appealed to me in my life so that I can endorse them. If I if I like them, Mm -hmm. I'll say, oh, my God, you guys have to get this. Like I bought the gold mask. Yeah, I love it. It does not pull on anything. It it works. And my skin was super smooth. The gold and new mask. And now they're also coming out with these new clay masks. And there's three of them. And so I bought all three and I put it in my my cart. And then I went to the beach. And then I came back on Monday to go buy them. And they're sold out. Oh, no. I know. And I was surprised. And I was like, what? Do they make them per order? I'm like, no, they're popular because they work. So I have to wait, but I'm going to get them. But if you go to lipandclip.com, you'll see all the cool stuff that they have. And they're affordable and they work, which is why they sell out. And if you look at the reviews, it's not all 50-year-old women. It's like all ages. Yeah, no, there's a lot of 20-somethings that buy Avon. They do. They do. So check out lipandclip.com, yo. All right. So I have two ugly and awkward moments. One is from my son. Oh. And the other is from another person, a guy who is a father. So here's the first one. This was relayed to me. We took Tyler out to dinner. He was having a rough day. And so we decided to take him out for dinner and kind of let him, you know, vent and talk to us about his life and stuff like that. So he was saying... They were hungry and they were bored. And so they were like, you know, what would be really good is some Philly cheesesteaks. He goes, so I Googled who has the best Philly cheesesteaks in Sacramento. And he found this place and it's called Twin Peaks. (laughs) Now, he's a huge fan of the show Twin Peaks, as was I. I watched the entire show when it first came out and it was it blew me away. And he's really into it. And he's like, oh, my God. He goes, there's a themed restaurant for Twin Peaks in Sacramento. I didn't even know. (laughs) So they get in the car. And not only that, they have great Philly cheesesteaks. So we get in the car and we drive and we go up to the parking lot. And by we, it means him and his girlfriend. He and his girlfriend. Okay. They pull into the parking lot. They get out of the car and they look up at the sign. It's a big sign over the over the restaurant. And his girlfriend looks at him and she goes, do those look like boobs to you? The mountains? <laughs> and he's like, um, yeah, but I don't know. So we, he goes, we, he goes, we go to the place, we open up the door, and sure enough, Twin Peaks does not mean Twin Peaks the show. It is boobs. <laughs> it isn't topless, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I don't know if it's worse than Hooters or not. Victor's been there a couple times. It's the poor man's Hooters. And so he goes, he said then that's pretty much it. He goes, but the Philly cheesesteaks were really good. 
that was not that was not wrong he said but the boob the the booths the boobs the booths are high so when you're sitting down and you turn to look at your waitress her boobs are literally eye level oh that's that's how they do that and i said uh well how was it he goes well the girls were not that attractive and i said okay but how was the food he goes it was good he goes but you know it was really sad mom he goes there were families in there (laughs) and i said well if they have good philly cheesesteaks I said, those places like Hooters and Twin Peaks, apparently, which is not the show, but to but the Twin Peaks of a woman. Right. They tend to have really good food. <laughs> they just do. And, and they make it really easy for families to come. And, you know, the kids usually eat free or whatever. It's very tip based. I go, did you tip her well? He goes, well, I tried. <laughs> okay, good. He goes, but it was really hard ordering food from her. And I said, yeah, well. He's not a boob man, apparently, so oh. it wasn't it wasn't that enticing for him. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really funny. I'm like, yeah, that's awkward. That's very awkward. But how sweet that he's so naive. He thought it was the show. I know. And and not women. That's <laughs> I thought cute. that was really cute. It was an awkward moment for him, though. He felt like a dummy. He's like, oh, I guess we should just go in. <laughs> so they did. Okay, here's the second one. This one was really funny. Because it, it th- things like this happen to me, too. Not in a while, but I have an eight. This is from a dad. I have an eight-month-old, and I like to take him to the park and go on nature walks. He's in a stroller. I got to a point on the boardwalk where the forest breaks, and it looks out on a big-ass lake. So we stopped, and I took him out of his stroller to take in the majesty. <laughs> well, I was holding him like he likes to be held, where his back is to my chest, and he's facing out. My arms are under his butt, so he's kind of sitting, mm-hmm. and I know what that means. He was fine and just looking at the world, but right when a couple came around the corner, he started having one of his normal baby fits, where he decided that he was bored as fuck and wanted to scream at the top of his lungs. <laughs> So this couple turns the corner and sees me holding my baby in a weird position near a railing overlooking the lake, and he is screaming. Oh, my God. It looked like I was trying to throw him into the lake, and I I put my on my best, I'm not a murderer, and I continued, and I walked swiftly away to continue our walk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, you know what? Kids will betray you. Of course they will. They will betray will. you. As oh, quickly as terrible. you think. You're trying to have this deep moment with your son and you're bonding over the nature. And then they're like, no. And then it's over. Yeah, screaming. Oh, my screaming God. Screaming and kicking. Terrible. And doing, God, if, he had, if the baby had done the arch back, he could have slid right into the water. Well, I'm sure he had a firm grasp on him. But. Well, especially when they start screaming. Yeah. I want Tyler to win this week. The okay. Philly cheesesteaks, Twin Peaks. He wins. 10,000 points. Speaking of judging... I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, and like I said, my sunburn's pretty bad, but I found a way to put a bra on, which, and it hurt, by the way, to put the bra on. Yeah. Because I'm still, you know, I'm recovering from the sunburn still at this point. I was wearing a very loose blouse that kind of had a low cut to it because I was, I wanted as little fabric touching me as possible. Mm -hmm. And I was just running into the store and it was like 98 degrees. It wasn't like, you know, it was winter and I was wearing a see-through white t-shirt. Right. Anyway, I'm walking and I looked down right about the same time, but I noticed I'm like, God, is my like is my bra hanging out? Because I feel like it's a little low in the front because it kind of adjusted. And an old lady walked by me and she's like, huh, like that? Because <laughs> she saw my cleavage. And I'm thinking, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, really? I still have nice cleavage. I'm not scary old yet. I can still walk around and do this. That, you know, and let me tell you, 
I actually get judged all the time for for my for the shirts that I wear. Uh, yeah. It's always older women. Always older women. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. And I'm like, look, just because you're wearing a floral hospital gown doesn't mean that I have to wear one. It's not like I'm walking around going, oh, look, I'm going to bend over. What is this? Is this lemons? I didn't do any of that. I get judged a lot, too, but that's because I don't wear bras. (laughs) Well, same thing. Although, God, Paula, really? You have, like, grapefruits. Why are you? What are you doing? You know what? It gives me a backache. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) when we're actually, like, going somewhere, I'll put one on. But, like, right now, when I go to pick up Olivia, probably not going to wear one. Well, I wouldn't either. I'm not wearing one right now either. So. So, whatever. Anyway, enjoy those breasts, ladies. Just do whatever you want. Who cares? Well, I think that's a wrap for this Wednesday show. Check out Avon, uh, lipandclip.com. There's lots of fun things there. Skincare, bronzers, highlighters, but which, by the way, are great. So uh, get them while they're hot before they sell out. We shall see you on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.